0: Hello, and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, the honored guest on our show is Heather Dominique, all the way from New York City, (laughs) although some of you are in New York City or are listening. Um, She is here to share with us her story and to tell us um, how we can overcome some of the things that are mostly unseen that are definitely holding us back or captive, as she says. Heather, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so, so happy to be here and really looking forward to this conversation. I think probably just I'll start off with a snippet as much as possible. I've been self-employed for almost 20 years now. Before that, I was actually a high school drama and English teacher. And moving into being self-employed was an entirely different shift for me, but over these years, I've come to understand so much about myself through my self-employment journey, including understanding that I am a highly sensitive Person And so for the last almost uh, decade plus, I've been mentoring other highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders to really be able to utilize their highly sensitive nature as a strength to support themselves in their business, their career and their lives.
0: Mm, That's so powerful. So when you say sensitive, and I definitely would fall into that category. My daughter would, I think my sister would, and some of the other fabulous, incredible women I know, and some of them refer to themselves as empaths. Is that kind of what you mean by highly sensitive?
1: You know, it's so interesting. I was just having this conversation with a client and member of the Business Miracles community yesterday is that sensitivity really is a spectrum. And so for those of us who are highly sensitive, and then a little bit further on the spectrum is definitely that person who's an empath. And then you can go even further on the spectrum and move into like high fundamentals functioning autism. And there is just, again, various degrees with which a person's nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who is not highly Mm. sensitive or or on that sensitivity spectrum.
0: And do you think that our sensitivity is something we're born with or something that we create over time based on life circumstances, such as even just a parent that's either overbearing or neglectful or children uh, getting bullied? At school, or a combination of those things. How, How does someone become highly sensitive?
1: It's a great question. So according to the research, which primarily comes out of work in the mid-1990s, for those of us who are highly sensitive, we are born into the world this way. Uh, It is physiological and biological. However, the environment with which one is brought up in absolutely impacts the way that that sensitivity is managed. And for most of the members that I mentor, there was never really anyone who taught how to work with your nature as a person who's highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. But once you do learn and you do go through a training of how to have your nervous system working for you, then those environmental impacts from our, you know, history, from our childhood, those truly can shift and change.
0: That's really interesting because um, not many people talk about the nervous system and I love that you're addressing it in a way that's like biological, physiological, and then also in our personality. And that makes up our ability to you kind of make or break you. I know right now there are so many teenagers. I have a teenager and they're super, they have so much social anxiety and they're so sensitive. Like even when my daughter was a little girl going into a um, department store, she'd be like, I can't. I can't be in this place, mommy, we have to leave now. She was like six, seven, like really, really young. And I was like, oh, it was so overwhelming for her because she was just, you know, there's just this like picking up everything in it. And I know that, you know, our family actually has that. So it's fascinating and it is challenging to be in the workplace because how do you actually uh, deal with like the cutthroatness, the competitiveness, the um, criticism, I mean, it it can break you.
1: Absolutely, Yes. Yes. And one of the
0: things that I really think is interesting about a program that all of you should check out, um, how coping holds you captive. Did I say that right? How coping
1: keeps you captive. Yes.
0: How coping keeps you captive because we all have these coping mechanisms. We need them. We all develop them. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that they, they they might actually be keeping us captive. I'd love to hear more about what that means inside of your program and inside of your work.
1: Yes, absolutely. So for those of us who are highly sensitive, I've identified three primary coping mechanisms, and these coping mechanisms have been developed, just like you said, to really serve and support us working with what we had available at the time, right? And Yet, for those of us who are called to be highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders, it's really important that we learn to go beyond coping and into our strength space of creating. So those coping mechanisms that I've identified are the coping mechanism of pushing the coping mechanism of hiding, and then what I like to call the coping mechanism of combo plattering, which is a combination of the two, pushing, and hiding. And I'm happy to go into more detail if that's helpful about each of those coping mechanisms. But what's most important is to learn to recognize what is your default coping mechanism, how that impacts what I also refer to as the coping cycle. And then of course, most importantly, how to begin to change that behavior simply to be able to, again, go beyond coping and into creating more of what you want for yourself, your relationships, your life. I
0: love it. And it's a a lot of what you're talking about is exactly what I do in my work as well, working with people to regain their vitality and to reboot their health. And it's extraordinary because we are using coping mechanisms all the time that um, are mostly unseen. And it's a problem. <laughs> it's a huge problem. And I love how you identified it, pushing or hiding, because we're usually hiding when it's, you know, that a lot of people just avoid, you know, like they want to lose weight, but they're in front of the computer or not the computer, in front of the um, TV, eating, you know, ice cream every night. And in a way that's a kind of hiding I would expect. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Because hiding is like the avoidance, right? We all do that. We don't, we have a tough, tough email we get. We don't answer it. You know, we have a difficult conversation to have. We
1: kind of skirt around it. Um, that's hiding, right? I would say yes. So for those of us who are highly sensitive, I think what's probably important to mention at this point is that the research shows that there's 20% of us who were born into the world, highly sensitive. Hmm. So what that really then also shows us is that the majority of the world is designed for the other 80%. Mm-hmm. So like when you talk about your daughter being in the department store and being overwhelmed, that absolutely sounds like a highly sensitive child. And there's other children who would be like, yay, fantastic. We're out in the department store. This <laughs> (laughs) I I would be like your daughter and, you know, finding a spot underneath the coat rack. Um, Like that's pretty much where I spent like, you know, shopping trips when I was, when I was younger. Hmm. And so again, that really does impact those coping mechanisms because as highly sensitive, we unconsciously learn somewhere along the line of like, oh, this world is not designed for me. I don't fit in. I feel different. I associate being different with being wrong. I don't want to be found out. So I have to find a way to protect myself. Yeah. So the pushers, they're going to get done what an 80 percenter, as I like to say, an 80 percenter will get done, but it will come at a very high Cost. They'll be overexhausted. They'll be overworked. Um, can often really show up in um, health and physical issues, and yeah. also relationship issues. Yeah. The hiders are going to are going to default more to the type of behavior that you explained in my work. That will show up as you know, the business owner who has like the most beautiful website, they have like the best, you know, programs and they aren't really out there having selling conversations, right. Mm -hmm. Or they're the person who's really taking care of everybody else. They will walk your dog for you. They will walk your kids, they will feed your hamster, they will fold your laundry. And then at the end of the day, they're like, why don't I have anything happening in my business? Right. Yeah. So various types of avoidant behavior. And then again, that combo platter is like, what I like to say is like the definition of highly sensitive insanity, because you're literally going back and forth, back and forth, stop, break, you know, break gas, break, break gas, and you, you feel like you're going crazy and why you can't get anywhere. So again, um, those coping mechanisms really helped us to be able to, you know, maybe sounds a little dramatic, but survive in this 80 percenter world. And it is time to allow ourselves to no longer be held captive just in that coping space but to be able to go into the thriving space of creativity.
0: It's really beautiful work. Um, What happened for you that when you were able to like gain freedom from the captivity after being able first to identify and see what it is like how I call them saboteurs or like, you know, these unseen, like we have to be radically honest with ourselves and then loving and then accepting. And then we have to integrate that's exa- at least been my experience with the thousands of people that I've helped with behavioral change, um, in, 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 the realm of health and, um, leadership and transformation. But for you, like what, what was it that, I don't know, did you overcome it? Did you find freedom from it? Did you integrate it? Like, what word would you use in terms of like what you got from yourself before, as you're creating this body of work.
1: I would say I definitely changed my relationship with my coping mechanism. So I will for sure out myself as a recovering pusher. And I can really remember like one moment where there really began to be a significant like flip of the internal switch. And it was just like a regular business day. And I was, you know, working from home because I've been working from home for almost 20 years now, way ahead of the pandemic curve. And um, I was like getting things done. And it was like, almost like I had this out of body experience and I was like floating above myself and watching myself literally move around my New York city apartment, mm-hmm. like a chicken with its head cut off. And I thought like, wow, like anyone else would look at that and maybe say like, look at how productive she is. Yet I could see that it was the anxiety that was driving the quote unquote productivity. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I cannot sustain this this, this, there will come a time when this will be a crash and burn situation. And that was, you know, really the, the beginning of this shift. And at that time, I didn't even know yet that I was highly sensitive. I hadn't even heard that phrase. I didn't know what it meant, Mm -hmm. but that was really the beginning. And, um, and then as I, shifted more into my own journey and experience of what it meant to be highly sensitive and what needed to change mm-hmm. about how I went about, you know, my business, my life as a result and then was able to, you know, move my experience into the tools and teachings and trainings that I've developed since.
0: Wow, that's really extraordinary. I'm sure anyone who's experienced that level of productivity can, you know, relate to the fact that they know at some point it's going to burn out or they do you know they get adrenal mm-hmm. fatigue they get you know uh, autoimmune disorder they get you know yes. some some version of whatever uh, the universe wants to kind of say, Hey, you got it. There's like something you got to do something about this, but yeah, there's so yeah. much embedded in this. There's like, um, you know, trauma bonding, you know, there's like, uh, there's just all these different attachment styles. I mean, there's so many right. nuances inside of like why we do what we do. Yes. And then of course, to recognize it. And then I love how you said that to shift your relationship, because for me, that's been actually the same. Um, mm-hmm. I have this, I, I call her, I don't think everyone said this live. I have this aspect of my personality that is amazing. Like she just gets it done. Like unbelievable. Like I can do a week's worth of work in like two hours. You know, it's just like, and I call her the brittle black swan. You do not want to be around her. She's not nice. She like sucks the joy out of every molecule. And it's like, don't get in her way. You know, so it's, it's funny. I, mean, I laugh, we can laugh at it now, but I mean, the longest time she was yes. running the show, right. You know, and right. I had to be like, Hey, brittle black swan, let's have some tea. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to change this relationship. Like I need you yes. sometimes, but I really, you know, like you were wreaking havoc in my relationships.
1: Yes. Anyway, just a little comic. Yes. <laughs> yes. I so oh. appreciate that. It's a beautiful visual. Yeah. it, does <laughs> it really well.
0: <laughs> so, vitality is, of course, our topic on this show. And I'm curious how you maintain your vitality. Like when things are crazy busy, right? You're in that go mode, pushing through. um, Even if you're shifting your relationship with it, you know, sometimes it can, you know, be intense. So, how do you find your balance? What is your kind of daily practice, so to say, to help yeah, your vitality? I think
1: the key really is that daily practice, you know, because as As I'm listening to you, um, I definitely, of course, like all of us, and especially, especially over these last couple of years, major times of intensity, right? Yeah, I can really like honestly look back again even just over these last couple of years and see such a difference in the way that I relate with that intensity and i'm able to relate with the intensity differently because of what I do on a daily basis so you know, real aspect, a real foundational piece of the work that I do in the highly sensitive leadership training programs is about core practice and consistency. That's two of our three primary pillars. And as part of those core practices and consistency, I teach Tools to manage your energy as a person who's highly sensitive,
0: Amazing. not
1: just in those times of intensity or in times of crisis or difficulty, but as a non negotiable on a day to day. And because I do that and I truly walk my talk with those tools and that teaching, is then in those moments of intensity, yes, it's intense, but there are no longer, you know, I no longer, the black swan is not leading the show right? and she, she's, she's like preening her feathers and like pokes her head out when needed um <laughs> and that's that really is my experience now it's just com- completely changed um and I'm so so grateful because I just don't even think you and I would be here having this conversation today if I hadn't made those changes for sure. Yeah,
0: it's so beautiful. We can really honor this uh, sensitivity in us and and capitalize on it, so to say. You know, leverage it and really embrace it and share it. Uh, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know that we would have met if it hadn't been this way.
1: I can say probably most likely not.
0: Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that you walk your walk and talk your talk because when we talk about vitality, a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, I need to like skin brush or I need to drink more water or whatever in those health, like physiological things. And although those things are wonderful, um, what you're talking about is, uh, what I call sealing up power leaks because this, these internal conflicts are actually like draining out our energy. And when okay. we can, we get like reel it in and then like, shift the relationship and then, um, have that empowered. It's, it it totally, it's so, there's so much creativity that's born. and, And I use the word a lot freedom. And that's why it really stood out to me when you said about keeping you captive, because the opposite of that to me is freedom.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's not enough skin brushes or salt baths in the world um, that will actually bring about that freedom. Now, again, like skin brushes are fabulous and really important. And I am a huge fan of bath therapy, yet it really, truly has to come from the inside. And then, you know, then the skin brushes support the the actual (laughs) shift and change of that um, relationship with your internal behavior. For certain. Totally. Well, where can people find your uh, information about your programs? Yes. So definitely at uh, www.businessmiracles.com. And that's where you'll find that starter kit on how coping keeps you active, which has a training, uh, an audio training to start with, a transcript, the coping mechanism assessment to help you understand if you're a pusher or a hider or a combo platter and, uh, and some other good things. So, uh, that's a great place to start. You know, if you, you have a sense that that might be your experience and something you'd like to change.
0: Awesome. Any last words of wisdom for our listeners today?
1: I would say, keep listening to podcasts like this one to you know, give yourself the gift of changing the way that you think, changing the, the way that you hear and what you listen to and allow yourself to be able to choose vitality on a day-to-day basis, because it's not something that's going to happen to you. It's something that it's going to need to be created by you for you
0: amazing thank you so so much be well
1: thank you i've loved our conversation today
0: thank you for listening to vitality women leading audaciously please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page if you know this episode would be a value to your community please share it on all of your social media channels Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcastjennifer backslash podcast guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.